One of the chronic issues I suffered with for many years was reactive hypoglycemia, which is when your blood sugar drops very quickly after meals and you get shaky and hangry and you can't think straight. This was all through my teens and most of my 20s. I couldn't go more than like two, two and a half hours between meals without getting shaky and dizzy and hangry. It was really annoying and interfered with my life. I had to constantly make sure I brought plenty of snacks and I, and if I couldn't bring snacks where the closest food was um, so that I wouldn't have to stop what I was doing when my blood sugar until my blood sugar went back up. This cycle made it hard for me to maintain a stable weight. I had to constantly work out or I would gain weight very quickly. It made me come across moody, which I'm actually not. I'm a very happy person until my blood sugar is low. Then I'm quite grumpy. In today's podcast, I am going to share with you the strategies I've learned through my research and self-testing to keep my blood sugar on a gentle wave instead of these huge spikes and massive drops throughout the day. I want to help you break this cycle too and have stable energy all day long. Welcome to the Therapeutic Food Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Marion Mitchell. I'm an integrative nutrition health coach, therapeutic diet expert, and founder of The Road to Living Whole. There are many different diets out there. It's hard to know which one is right for you with your chronic illness and autoimmune disease. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you the foundational pieces every single therapeutic diet out there shares, and also how to use the best one for your particular diagnosis. If you've been looking for a meal planning partner, help navigating the complicated healthcare system and want to feel better quickly, I'm your girl. Grab your kombucha and notebook. Let's dive in. Low blood sugar is the worst. I can't think straight. I can't focus. I can't do anything until it's back up. And even then it takes a while to get there. And I'm usually grumpy to those around me, which I hate to be. Before I talk about what steps I take to keep my blood sugar stable, I need to explain what reactive hypoglycemia is. Reactive hypoglycemia is a type of non-diabetic hypoglycemia. It happens typically after a high-carb meal, long intense workouts, or too much insulin at the wrong time in the blood. Symptoms may include hunger, shakiness, fatigue, sweating, weakness, nausea, vomiting, Mood swings, anxiety, accelerated heart rate, irritability, headaches, and confusion. The typical advice is to eat small frequent meals to avoid these drops. Well, at the time, I didn't have a choice. That was the only way I could function. I was eating every two to two and a half hours. I actually reversed my my reactive hypoglycemia unintentionally. After my daughter was born, we learned that she couldn't tolerate gluten. And I was already dairy-free and corn-free, so adding gluten into that made it quite difficult. So I dove into research, of course, and I learned about paleo and the paleo way of eating. And this was actually the easiest way for me to get the calories I needed to sustain my milk supply and avoid all of our food sensitivities at the same time. So I did that, and it regulated my blood sugar (laughs) Of course, I wanted to learn why this worked and dove into research. 
you know, figuring out how to keep my blood sugar on a gentle wave versus a wild roller coaster was a game changer for my health and my mood. Is going paleo the only way to reverse reactive hypoglycemia? Of course not. (laughs) However, there are science-backed strategies that we know help balance blood sugar and prevent reactive hypoglycemia and also help prevent the development of type 2 diabetes. And today, I'm going to share with you five of them. Number one, limit junk food and fast food. This includes drinks with sugar and zero-calorie sweeteners. I'm talking your sodas, your diet sodas, your vitamin water, your ice drinks, all of it, okay? Junk food and fast food in these drinks are designed to be addictive. They're designed to make your brain want more. And to do that, they put all kinds of chemicals and oils and sweeteners and stuff in it that just light your brain up. And this is detrimental to your health, including your blood sugar. And it sets you up for that wild roller coaster that I was talking about. I'm not going to say never because, you know, we're all human. We go out to eat. We go on road trips. We go on vacations. We want to go out with our friends. We're having a movie night. We're going to the theater. It's a special occasion. Of course, you're going to have some sometimes, right? But just know that if you struggle with reactive hypoglycemia, your blood sugar is going to be wonky for a few days after, you know. So it's just one of those things that if you limit it, then you limit the amount, the the length and the amount of time that you're struggling with your blood sugar being wonky. By keeping it limited and eating healthy most of the time, including the day that you are going out and, and eating this food, you know, you're much less likely to have a very violent, hangry, shaking, sweating, you know, unable to think time in a couple of hours after the meal, okay, which is huge. If you have struggled with this, you know that like that would be a game changer. Step number two, eat between 30 to 40 grams of protein per meal and get at least 35% of your calories from healthy fats. This was the game changer for me. When my focus shifted to making sure I got enough protein and healthy fats, my blood sugar stabilized. In the beginning, I did track what I was eating because I wanted to make sure what I thought I was eating and what I actually were eating were the same. Of course, they were not, and I had to make adjustments and kind of learn what my meals were supposed to look like. You know, when I first started tracking, I was I found I was only getting like 70, maybe 80 grams of protein per day, and my fats were actually pretty high. Um, I like butter and avocado and olive oil and all those things, so I really didn't have to worry about that. But I did have to kind of sit down and be like, okay, how am I supposed to get all this protein and what adjustments do I need to make? So I made them, got up to between 100 and 120 per day on average, and then I stopped tracking. And like I said, I don't shy away from healthy fats, and I haven't for a very long time. I use liberal amounts of butter, olive oil, avocado, olives, nuts, seeds, all of those things. I'm liberal when I with the fats that I cook with because it helps make the food taste good. And it also helps me regulate my blood sugar. So it's like a win-win all around. So 
if you can get, you know, at least 100 grams per day, if not more, because most people are not petite like me and even me, I'm supposed to get between like 110 and 120 grams per day. And I'm like five, five and three quarters of an inch, but I round up to five one. Okay, so I'm five one. So I'm petite. So if you're taller than that, then you're probably going to need more, right? Okay, number three, food order matters especially when it comes to your blood sugar. So the order that they found that reduces a glucose spike post meals is to eat your vegetables first that are cooked in a healthy fat, protein, and then your carbs last. And sometimes I don't have any at all. Just kind of depends. There's solid research on food order and the impact that it has on the post glucose spike spikes that happen it's actually really cool so by eating in this order you can easily reduce your glucose spike 20 to 30 points if not more post meal which is great because if it goes more than like 30 points above then you're getting into that roller coaster range right and so if your body has a tendency to dump out a bunch of insulin when a bunch of glucose is in there you're going to get that you know really fast drop that we hate right and so the lower that glucose spike is then your body is less likely to have to overproduce or overdump the insulin and so we're not going to have that fast drop and we're going to have that sustained energy between meals, which is just really, really cool. Now, I will say I've done some experimenting on myself and I love sushi. So I know that if I have sushi, my blood sugar is going to be wonky for a few days, even though, yes, there's, you know, I do the cucumber salad with that that has the vinegar beforehand, which helps reduce the glucose spike and all of that. But when I eat grains, it just messes with my blood sugar no matter what. So I typically only eat rice for sushi, which I only I don't have very often. So normally I prefer to get my carbs from potatoes and fruit because that doesn't throw my blood sugar off as much as something like rice or quinoa or something like that will. Tip number four, drink apple cider vinegar daily. Research shows that you get the most benefit from drinking it before enjoying like a sweet treat, Um, but you still get benefits even if you just drink it in the mornings, which is when I typically drink it. I don't drink it before meals. The apple cider vinegar kind of, first of all, it gets your stomach juices flowing, right? So your body's able to break down food better. And then it also helps reduce glucose spikes post meal so like if you're working on like regulating your blood sugar getting your a1c down or whatever if you have this before a meal where you drink a little bit it again reduces a glucose spike by several points which is huge right I do not recommend taking shots of it I know that some people really hate the taste of it But if you take a shot, it's too acidic and it's going to kind of like make your throat really raw. Like I know people who it like literally ate away their esophagus tissue, you know, made it so that they their throat felt like it was closing. So I don't recommend straight shots. What I like to do is make an apple cider vinegar tonic. So it's eight ounces of warm water, juice from one lemon, a a tablespoon, if you're new to it, a teaspoon, but I've worked up to like a tablespoon of the apple cider vinegar that's raw, that has the mother in it, that it's a little cloudy, it's not crystal clear, 
right? A little bit of honey can be added for flavor if you need it. Um, plus, it's a prebiotic, so it's good for your, you know, your tummy bugs, uh, the pro- probiotics and stuff. It's food for them, right? And a dash of cinnamon. And the cinnamon also helps regulate the blood sugar, which is really cool. Plus, it just helps it taste better. I think it tastes pretty good. And it has a host of benefits. Like I said, it helps you break down your food. So you're getting more nutrients out of your food. And it actually can help reduce heartburn, which I think is really cool. Plus, it helps regulate your blood sugar. So I will put the recipe in the show notes. And you can also learn more about how it all works. It's super cool. Having a little bit of apple cider vinegar before your meals can help reduce that glucose spike, which is really cool. And then tip number five is walking after meals. This one, again, is crazy cool. Just two minutes of walking post-meal can dramatically, talking again, 20, 30 points, reduce a glucose spike after your meal. The ideal time is 10 minutes after every meal, but even two minutes helps significantly, which is like crazy because you can just like walk around your office building right? Like, or you can walk and go get your mail and come back. Well, mine's down the street, but I guess if it's in your front yard, you might need to like maybe make a lap around. I don't know. Walk down the street, walk back. But such little time of movement can reduce your, that glucose spike by several points, you know, 10, 20, 30 points, which is huge. Again, we don't want these huge spikes that can happen. We want gentle waves where it goes up, but it stays in what we call the green range, right? If you have a continuous glucose monitor, you'll know what I'm talking about. And we don't want to have it drop below your baseline either. We want it to be really steady. I think that's just really cool. Knowing what to do and how to make it work in your life are two very different things, right? We can know what we need to do, but then life is crazy and we think we're eating healthy. We realize we're not and we just don't know what this looks like. In the framework, I will teach you not only what you need to know to help with blood sugar regulation, but I help you avoid just sticking to the same four meals for days and days and weeks and weeks on end until you get bored of it and kind of go off the deep end and eat all the yummy, probably not as healthy food um, as you should and just kind of like break that cycle super common. Everybody does it. Instead, I just want to help you figure out how to make it work for your life and how to add variety in without throwing a bunch of food away at the end of the week. If you're not quite ready for coaching, I highly recommend downloading my get started guide. It's a truly solid place to start. And if you just do that, your health is going to transform. And then I also encourage you to join the student community over on Facebook. It's completely free. And in there, I give impromptu and scheduled workshops, usually food related. I share recipes. There's just a great group of people and I would love to get to know you better in there. Quick recap is reactive hypoglycemia is awful. And it is related to the food that we eat and that we do have the power to help our blood sugar stabilize so we're not having these huge you know, insulin dumps and then the glucose drops. The five steps that help balance our blood sugar are to reduce the amount of junk food and fast food that we're eating, to get at least 30 to 40 grams of protein per meal and 35% of our overall calories from healthy fats, to eat food in this order vegetables paired with a healthy fat first then protein then carb last and that includes dessert or grains or whatever 
If we drink apple cider vinegar before our meals, that will help reduce the blood sugar spike. And if we take short walks, two to 10 minutes after each meal, we can dramatically balance our blood sugar. It's transforming. You can pick one or all. I usually recommend one and then slowly incorporating them because it can be a little bit overwhelming to try to change everything that you're doing all at once. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you found this episode helpful, would you do me a favor and help others find it by leaving a review, sharing a screenshot on social media, or sharing the link with a friend? By you sharing what you've learned, others are able to find this podcast and join our community. Be sure to check out my website, www.roadtolivingwhole.com for over 160 delicious recipes, a variety of meal plans, and a blog packed full of even more healthy living tips. If you'd like to learn more about how to work with me as your coach, you can schedule a free consult through www.roadtolivingwhole.com backslash health-coaching backslash. Until next time, friend. Bye.